according to St. Luke. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God our Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Holy Spirit who inspires us all. Amen. So, who do you go to when you have big news to share? News that you've got a job promotion, or news that you lost your job? News that you're getting married, or news that your marriage is falling apart? News that the treatment works, or news that there's a new diagnosis? News that there's a baby on the way, or news that a loved one has died? Who is the first person that you call? Depends on what the news is, I suppose. But there's probably a small group of people that you turn to when you have big news to share. Well, cousins Mary and Elizabeth of our Gospel lesson today had big news to share. Our story takes place immediately after the angel Gabriel had visited Mary and told her that she was going to have a baby. Elizabeth's news was that she also was going to have a baby, even though she was well beyond her childbearing years. So both Elizabeth and Mary had big news that they wanted to share with each other. I mean, think about it. Mary didn't share her news with her parents or a close friend. She didn't even go to Joseph first. The story says she went with on that long journey to share the news with Elizabeth. Earlier in the Gospel, Luke tells us that when Elizabeth found out that she was pregnant, she went into seclusion for five months, where presumably she didn't tell anyone that she was expecting. But now with Mary and Elizabeth together, it was time. It was time to share their news. If you're familiar with these stories, you know that neither Elizabeth nor Mary actually got to be the first to share their news. When Mary showed up at Elizabeth's house and called out, Hello, John the Baptist did a somersault of joy in Elizabeth's womb and tipped Elizabeth off to Mary's condition. And Elizabeth blurted out, Congratulations! before Mary even had time to tell her the news that she was pregnant. And Elizabeth's news was old news for Mary, because the angel Gabriel, that old blabbermouth, 
had already told Mary that her cousin Elizabeth, even in her old age, was expecting a child. So the cat was out of the bag. The beans had been spilled. Oh, well. The most important thing now was that they were together, offering each other support and care in this extraordinary moment, pregnant with possibilities, times two. And because of Luke, we get to listen in on the conversation that these two women have. I mean, you think, if you think about it, it's pretty amazing that Luke would highlight a story that features only the voices of women. Pregnant women, no less. And he doesn't just have them talking about pregnancy stuff. Luke allows Mary and Elizabeth's powerful, prophetic voices to be heard. The Holy Spirit kick-started in Elizabeth with that kick from John the Baptist. And she says that Mary is blessed among women because of the baby that she's carrying, and that Mary is blessed because she believed and trusted in the word of God that came to her. Elizabeth knows what God is up to, and she acknowledges Mary's courage and her faith and her willingness to say yes to God's invitation. Then Mary finds her prophetic voice. And Luke records her poetic song that we know as the Magnificat, which we read in the place of the psalm today. Words, powerful words, uttered by a young, unmarried, pregnant woman who must have been anticipating shame and scandal because of her condition, and yet she trusts that she has found favor with God. In her first book entitled Fierce, a book about women in the Bible, our very own Pastor Alice Connor wrote about this moment between Mary and Elizabeth. As an aside, did you know that Pastor Alice has actually written three books? And the third one was just released. It's entitled Brave. It's available wherever you buy your books, by the way. But anyway, in this first book, Fierce, Pastor Alice says this. In the beginning, while visiting her cousin Elizabeth, Mary sang loud and long about gratitude and her own unworthiness to be a mother and how overwhelmingly giddy it had made her. She sang about God's attentiveness to the people with no power and about God's power to remake the world. Mary sang about justice and regime change and transformation. This child will change everything, she sang. This child has already changed everything. In the end, a breathless silence. And then Cousin Elizabeth applauded and called her prophetess. And they laughed. such a powerful God-soaked moment between these two unlikely women. No wonder they wanted to be together to share this news that God had given them. No wonder they wanted to be together to live into this promise that God was accomplishing through them. Now, it's worth noting that Mary and Elizabeth 
When they shared their news, they didn't do so in whispered tones behind closed doors. The words in Greek that Luke uses to describe this moment is that when Mary and Elizabeth shared their news, they did so in loud voices. One commentary that I read said they used their outside voices. They shared their prophetic words loud and long, as Pastor Alice wrote. They shared their prophecies so loud and long that we are still hearing them 2,000 years later. Which brings me back to the question I began with. Who do you go to when you have news to share? Because this news that Elizabeth and Mary shared in our gospel story is now ours for the telling. It is on us to share the news about this baby who will and who already has changed everything. So how will you proclaim this word, this good news, to those who got a job or lost a job, to those relieved that the treatment worked or those who face a scary diagnosis? To those who are celebrating a new baby, or those who are grieving the death of a loved one. As you encounter people who are going through the messiness of life, which is everyone, by the way, how will you proclaim the prophetic words that Jesus came to be with them in this moment? That God has looked with them on them with favor, and that they are not alone. Please, please find your prophetic voice and share this news with the people in your life because they need to be reminded of it. They need to hear it. And if you feel you can't speak this news, then live it out so that they experience this good news through your actions. Now, if you came here today as one who maybe has recent news to share, hopefully it's joyful news, but if it's heavy news, you need to hear this good news today, and will you let us proclaim it to you? Look around and see that God is still taking on flesh, and that together we walk through the messiness of life with God leading us and guiding us, hear this, that you are not alone. No matter how lowly your station may feel right now, you are in good company. Remember these words of Mary. God has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. This God has come to lift up the lowly, to fill up the hungry with good things. This God has made a trip from heaven to earth to come and be with you in this moment. This news, this good news, this baby who has come to change everything is for you. It's for you. Listen, Jesus is coming. And Jesus is already here. That news is for us. That news is ours to trust and
and believe, and it is our news to share. And may we share it with our outside voices so that all the world may hear. Amen. <laughs>